It's August 23rd, 2018, still. Just like the last time I did this intro. I'm Six Detmar. And I am still Nick Season. This is, it. it's, let me check. Yes, it is still, in fact, Bottle Crow Reborn. 2018, international special, word garble jumbage. Exactly. You know, I think we should, we should pour one out for the, like, 30 seconds of audio we just lost. Really, really heartbreaking loss. Um, Poured it right out. Yep. Audio trouble. Rest in know. peace, 30 seconds of audio. And say goodbye to third. Oh, damn it. Damn it. I'm, I'm all off kilter now. T- take the reins. I, I was worried that might happen. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk about the international because this year the international is happening. In fact, it happens every year since 2010, I think. Um, this, so this is the eighth international. And uh, it's 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 named because it's for all nations. Boy, it's we like sure do have a lot of time to talk about the naming <laughs> of TI eight eighteen, the international twenty eighteen TI. I just wanted to make you regret giving me the reins. I did. I'm gonna have to take those reins back. We're gonna have to get you up on like a, a pony first, maybe a mule. I've actually I I don't know how mules are to ride. I think it probably depends on the mule. They can be very stubborn. You know, they got the donkey mm-hmm. in them. Yeah, and then some. You know, sometimes you, you get you got to take the nahas by the bull horns. So, Nick, have you caught much of the international? I have caught little bits and pieces of the international because I am no longer a school bound boy, and so I'm you know mm-hmm. working a regular nine to five ish type job, and so like I can't you know just watch Dota normally during the middle of the day normally. Sure. As, you know, yeah. as happens. So, you know, I've been trying to, like, catch up on everything that happens, you know, browsing the Reddit. By the way, Reddit's doing, like, a really bad job of linking Twitch clips or YouTube clips. Oh, yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's abysmal. I don't know if it's ESL's fault because Facebook made things hard to clip and everybody just stopped doing it. But please, like, it shouldn't be this hard to find good clips because there's been so many good content pieces, as I expected it to be. I'm going to tell you something scandalous. I've actually stopped checking r slash Dota 2 because it's been so useless. I, I don't blame you. It, like, hypes you up for stuff that is very hard to find. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. even even things specifically talking about content pieces. Like, uh, there's the interviews are, you know, another 10 out of 10 performance. A-plus this year from KC, um all the other people doing the interviews. There's lots of people doing interviews. Uh, and they're really good. And then people make posts like, wow, Puppy did a great job in that last interview. He was, you know, girl, da, 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 da. And then they don't post literally any video. It's just like people who saw it talking about it, which is like a very small percentage of the people on the internet, I would imagine. Just like provide mm-hmm. a link. Anyways, let's talk about the actual stuff that's going on and not complaining about Reddit, which is what we normally do on the podcast. So I feel like I've seen more of the actual games than you have, but you've seen more of the like the features and content around it. Yeah, I did. I watched the entire uh, PSG LGD Liquid series last night, the mm-hmm. uh, upper bracket semifinals, and uh, like, oh, that was fun. I want to go watch the OG EG vods at some point, especially Game hmm. Three from today. Uh, from like today, yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah, I there's a lot of stuff I want to catch up on. I've been uh, just as you have left school and started a full time job. My job, which when I signed up, I was like, "Hey, I'll do whatever you want, just don't make me full time." Made me full time. <laughs> uh, so I have had less free time than I'd like, and I am a little behind myself. But I have spent a lot of today watching games, and it's 
I feel like it's probably come across in the last, I don't know, month or two of this podcast, at least, that I just haven't been as into Dota. Um, mm-hmm. And the International's been really fucking good. Yeah. It's really great just to be like, oh, right, I like this game. It's like the prof- – I, I, like everyone says it's the premium quality of like a Valve run event that's like the motivations are just different and so different things come through for better or for mm-hmm. worse. And like there's always criticisms to be had. But like it's it's the prestige event. This is our one event that is the best. Yeah. And it's not just the production values either, right? I mean, the production yeah. values are are definitely high, though there are areas in which I would say it's less than previous years. Yes. But um, but like just the, the level of play, like I saw a I saw a set between uh, Optic Gaming and Virtus Pro, and it's like, oh okay, it's Virtus Pro versus Optic Gaming. This is going to be a wash. VP's going to smoke them. And VP won, but it was a two one. It was like it was a good set. Yeah, the games like the the LGD versus Liquid series was incredible. Liquid got demolished game two. Like their their draft failed so hard. Basically, their Alk got countered by a Bloodseeker, and they had no stuns on their team. And despite that, the level of play was like the highest I've ever seen in any Dota game ever. That's like the the team fight power. The fact that LGD were out team fighting Liquid so hard sometimes and yet liquid was still doing amazing it's just lgd was even better like the casters i think it might have been blitz and cap blitz is just like they're so good at pressing their spells like they're pressing their buttons so smart and their positioning is crazy and so every team fight was you know like edge of your seat just lots of pixels to enjoy on your screen Mm -hmm. yeah it's been a really great it's been a really great set of games and yeah, it's just every year TI TI brings it, right? You just see the best Dota in the world. You see people playing in ways you didn't know they could play because everything's on the line. And and, and not just money, but like no, this is the biggest stage and this is the most personal it's ever been for them. So they just fucking go all the way. Speaking of personal, have you seen some of this no tail and fly stuff? I saw one clip this morning before I I drove into work. I was you know, eating or something and, and browsing the Reddit. What a good thing to do. And then I saw, you know, the clip of No-Tail <laughs> shaking hands with Fly after OG beat EG to send them to the lower bracket. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the like, former, like, this, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say the former best friends. Yeah. Who are just, like, mm, yeah, No-Tail is, is pretty <laughs> upset at how Fly left them in the lurch. There's there's a interview afterwards after they won that set, and I I only saw a bit of the interview. I want to watch the whole thing. But there's a point where Casey is you know he's, she's interviewing all of OG and she's like, hey No Tail, do you want to talk about the thing with Fly? And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and she's like, do you okay? And she's like, that's very fair. Do you want to tell me so that like people at home will not ask me why I didn't push? Like you can give us a general reason why you don't want to talk about it. And he's like, it's a really personal thing and just like. He and I have some shit to sort out. <laughs> it's like, whoa, oh, all right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It just like, God, you know, the clip you'll, you'll most likely have seen on Reddit is like the handshake after the game and just like <laughs> the gaunt face of no tail, like no humor, no even hint of a smile. His lips are turned, you know, firmly turned down and just scowling <laughs> and fly. And, and 
even if you look a little harder, like you watch the previous handshakes, because, you know, it's the classic, everybody's sh- shaking hands in the line, and No-Tail's just kind of like, you know, sticking his hand out to the side, grabbing and shaking. Mm-hmm. And with No-Tail, he kind of like squares up and put his elbow into the shake. Like, it's... God damn. It's... It kills me. No-Tail's such a... Uh, from everything I know, I don't know these people personally, of course, but from everything I know, No-Tail's such a sweet boy, and for him to be this pissed at his former friend just breaks my heart. Yeah, and it's not even like it's it's not being actively angry. You can just tell. Like it's if it's a very understandable thing, you know, that the team all year wasn't working and then like, you know, suddenly S4 and Fly leave and like now OG's doing much better, but it's like the 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 most like emotional comments on, you know, everything that I've seen is like, you know, Notel wanted to be here. Like they've wanted to be here for so long, but you know, who did he want to be with? He wanted to do what he's doing now with, you know, Fly, with his OG. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, he's accomplishing things, but it's without the people he always dreamed they would be with, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's also the element of just, like, the way they went about it, right? Like, yeah. it was kind of last minute, suddenly flying S4 on an airplane. And the rest of OG's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, roster lock is in, like, five minutes. Why <laughs> did you gotta go do to the this? Super Major, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Anna. Anna. Anna? I, I forget. It's been so long because he was supposed to be retired this season. And now he's he's back and doing amazing. And it, it's a good storyline. And it, it makes mm-hmm. you feel the things. And I, I was, uh, after the, or during the LGD uh, Liquid game, like, there was some interviews and stuff with Liquid and Kuro and everybody. And it was like, wow, it feels so good to see a roster stay like this is an actual roster that we've had for over a year now it's this to have the returning champions still be on the same team is such a cool thing especially when it's you know a bunch of likable guys that you've heard about a lot you know like liquid is mm-hmm. right hmm. yeah it's really I, I i'm starting to get more and more into the like the just the like player side dynamics of like their relationships between each other like eg gosh i somebody's not just getting kicked someone's gonna get kicked in a really (laughs) ugly way after this ti they're not out yet but i think it's gonna happen soon and i think like yeah somebody's gonna like in the middle like wake up in their underwear on the sidewalk and be like what i was in the bed what happened just on the mattress oh because yeah. EG has always been the most brutal about these these cuts of just like no fuck out of here, and they cannot be happy with how things are going. No, no. But I'm I'm very excited to see the rest of you know the games we have left. I'm hoping for LGD Liquid Grand Finals after watching their series. It was so entertaining and very good to watch. And uh, I hope that just as they have added him to the game for the grand finals, we ha- we will have Gabe Newell on color commentary. God, I hope so. Gabe has been, first off, you know, I watched the opening ceremony the day it happened, you know, when everything began. And I was like, you know, come on, give him to me, give him to me. And then he did it. Gabe came out this time and he said, you know, welcome to the international. I know, you know, he he doesn't really like doing this kind of thing and I can understand that, but it just... It's tradition, and it feels so, you know, I don't know. It just feels good to see, you know, 
your grandpa come out and welcome you to the international. Sure. And he's sure. coming, you know, he's spitting hot memes. He, uh, like Kadmana tugged Canada for having them there. Um, and just randomly, we got the Gabe Newell Mega Kills voice back, which I'm sure everybody's probably, you know, heard of by now. And uh, I, I'm sure you might have a different opinion on this, but I, I fucking love this voice pack. It is my kind of humor. It's just like not overly dry, but just kind of like it is dry humor, but it's just, you know, it's very simple. It's just casual Gabe mm-hmm. at his finest. Well, and I know I'm like I'm I'm the person who's always like, you know, raw my lore. Um <laughs> But, like, there are a couple of things about this that make it work for me. One is the, like, the most obvious fact, which is it's opt-in, right? Like, if I don't equip it, then I'm not going to hear it. It's not, like, a set where, like, even if I don't like it, I'm going to see it in-game. Um, so, like, on, on, just on that, I'm going to have no problem with it. Because it's like, no, I can just opt out if I don't like it. That's fine. But also, I do think there's something special about having the, like, developers self-insert in a, like, a, a self-parody way. I think that's, that's charming. Like, I mean, yeah. it is, like, the, the, you know, the, as, the, as you say, it's a dry humor announcer pack, and the dry humor is like, ha ha, this announcer pack is, ha- is about how awkward Gabe is. That's like, that's, 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 I'm, I'm, ha- like, I hate to give Valve credit for anything, ever, <laughs> but that's some, that's some good self, you know, self-deprecation i yeah, and the thing it. Is, it works on a lot of levels because it also just works on like a genuinely like a stupidly simple level of just like the developer uh, you know out of context it's just like the developer talking about and thanking you for playing the game and it's incredibly goofy but it's also like works on that fundamental level it's you know hello this is gabe newell thank you for playing dota 2 double kill and it's ridiculous but it's also like you know Mm-hmm. It's it's a nice thing. It feels nice. In a weird way, it's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of... You didn't ever play Dishonored 2, did you? Nope. Um, so in Dishonored 2, in one of the levels, there were it was like this level that was a clockwork mansion, and there were these clockwork robot guards. Um, but they were like, they were still like in beta, basically. Mm-hmm. And they, so they were supposed to have like, you know, voice lines, you know, like for guards. But because in canon, they're in beta the voice lines are like, this is the line that plays when they spot an intruder. And it was just like the the inventor like saying, like, if this line plays, probably something has gone wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's just like this this level of like developer self-reference mm-hmm. that I think, you know, it's it's a different tone, but I like that kind of thing. Yeah, it, yeah I know. You know, you've more than two kills, but less than four. It's it's very stupid, you know, it, people could see it as pandering, but I it's just, you know, it's just simple goodness. And you know pandering's okay sometimes. Yeah. What a, sometimes what a you need to pander memory. because you haven't pandered in a while, Valve. Yeah. Maybe. Let's not get too pointed. <laughs> um It is kind of a bummer that we haven't that we've so our 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 segments on this TI. Uh Nahaz has has a more fully featured like his own corner where he talks about stats. Um, he like pops on the screen for 60 seconds to talk about stats. And I think it's a perfect way to insert him into TI. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a few of them like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way of condensing and making it interesting, but still having lots of uh, information. And like there were, I've seen, I've seen a few now and there are a few where it's like, okay, it seems like you're kind of stretching to find something interesting here, 
But at the same time, like, I appreciate Nahaz. I mean, Nahaz has been at this for a while, and he's had his ups and downs with the community. The community's given him some shit, shit that sometimes he's deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he just seems really excited to be there on every single segment. Yeah. And it's really, like, it's it's really infectious, and it helps me get into the, the TI spirit, right? It's like yeah. Christmas. Yeah, for, for sure. However... However, Santa didn't bring us one Christmas. There's present. a dark cloud looming over T.I. Where the and hell? And how would you know about the dark cloud? Because there's no weatherman to tell you about it. Where the hell is our weatherman? Like, uh, I'm sure there's you know more to the story. There's two sides to every story, Six. Mm, I didn't know that. You're, you're supposed to ask me if I would, I would care to elaborate. Oh, uh, would you care to elaborate on that? No. <laughs> we don't have time for this <laughs> stupid joke. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was a lot of work, and it was very hard for Purge. And uh, I think he had two different, like, analysts, depending on the events. Like, last year, I forget who he had, but I think it was just one person and him. It was a lot of work to, like, create the the after-game, you know, weatherman replay segments where he chooses to highlight a certain part of the game. Mm-hmm. And he talked about that a lot on, like, I think blogs or vlogs or something. We've heard about it. But it was so good. Like, there's a reason he was brought back to do it for one of the majors early on in the year. It was really good. It was, it was good really for, good. you know, pro people, for people who are more into the game, more hardcore Dota people. And it was good for breaking down the game because so many pixels fly around the screen. What the hell is happening? He was purged to tell you what's happening and why it matters. It was so good. And they worked it, it out really good. well. Like, the hardware was good. Everything about it was good. It was just very good. Uh, well, we're not we're not getting it this year. No. Um, but we do have uh, Shiver Corners now. Yes. And uh, I'm going to... Listen, I'm a big Shiver fan. I think Shiver's great. These corners have been kind of lame sometimes. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> like, some, like, you know, like a lot of this stuff, like, you know, when they first threw it to Casey and Slacks incredibly awkward and kind of you know lame in in the sense that it's not really hyping anything up or giving info it's kind of entertaining Mm -hmm. to see your people there but yeah and and it happens yeah yeah i just don't think they're giving her very good material for these segments it's like okay i mean she's you know she's the presenter she's always been she's good at her job yeah um it's just sort of like well here she's going to talk about like how do like how do pro players like shake it off after after a bad game? And it's like, well, most of them put on headphones. Ta da! Uh, <laughs> yep. It's, it's not listens to, to anime songs. I mean, EA EE always listens to anime songs. I don't think he actually has ever heard what Dota sounds like. Probably not. <laughs> he just always has it. That's my impression of EE's uh, Spotify playlist. Fo- please follow me on anime ee spotify um yeah but it's uh, there's a lot of people here like and so i'm glad they have shiver you know one of the the very few women talent at all that we have and they did this excellent segment uh i think it was mostly you know casey uh with like shiver's family and friends about you know her illness this past year and that was it, it was surprisingly well done you know these kind of like, hey, this person is sick. Let's make a video about them. Things can often, at least for me, turn out really badly. Like, it's hard to find a balance between highlighting, you know, this really hard journey this person's had and 
like the strange inherent like voyeurism of it Mm -hmm. and so i think casey handled it pretty well you know it was just like simple questions when they had the interviews with the family members and stuff it's the simple stuff that you know most of these things ask but it's not really about having a really a really journalistic thing hard-hitting stuff it's you know highlighting this community member and the things they've been through and stuff and so they had a, a great like 12 minute segment on it and then they they threw it back and they had all the talent there with Sheever. and it was just you know it was nice mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah i mean Sheever's okay so Sheever's been through a lot and it's great to have her back and just real quick without making anything weird her hair looks fucking sick now I just I have to. It's kind of good hair. I, I almost put that on the notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because she's you know, because she's sad because she used to have you know long hair, and so then when mm-hmm. she had all her chemo treatments, she tried to uh, you know have certain treatments to be able to keep her hair. It didn't really work out in the end, and so she decided to just you know go for the pixie cut. But like, fucking like, but, but I feel yeah, like now it's you look like a common. punk rocker. Like yeah. oh darn, <laughs> <laughs> now you're even more hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just embrace the look. Mm-hmm. You're killing it. <laughs> <sighs> More important what, than like... anything we've talked about before we move mm-hmm. on. There are dogs at TI in cosplays. So I don't know anything about this. I, I know very little about this because it's hard to find all the clips about things. But there was one funny segment with, I think it was Gods. Uh, no, it wasn't. Nope, it was with Cinderin. Cool. And, cool. <laughs> yeah, good job, Nick. Uh, and like they they just randomly cut to shots of like four or five small dogs in Dota cosplay. I'm not sure what's happening. I'm sure that's some sort of organized thing at the event. But yeah, there's like dogs dressed up as Invoker and CM and stuff. Hmm. And that's great to see. As far as like results so far, like how how are you feeling about the bracket and how things are going down i mean i think again this this lgd liquid series i think it was liquid maybe it was lgd i don't know they basically said you know they feel like this ti there are 16 teams who could have won ti mm. and that's kind of like what i'm what i'm seeing just generally across the board like it's it's fairly competitive a lot of the time yeah, it's I, I don't like I wouldn't have I certainly wouldn't have guessed that OG would have figured things out right like right, right as TI started. <laughs> um Very I wouldn't have guessed that like that liquid would be in the lower bracket. Like some of these Virtus Pros in the lower bracket. Like I don't yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's I think they said um before the last set started before um VGJ Storm versus Secret started. I think they said that of people that put in predictions that currently there are five people left in the world who have accurate <laughs> brackets. Um so well maybe you know when there's one left they get flown to TI like supposedly the person from last year who had the last remaining correct bracket did. Hmm. Hopefully they're actually there. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't it's it's been a lot of good games. The best of one eliminations, it was hard. I wanted to see more EE, but if you don't win in the groups, you don't get a good seed. So Yeah. I don't know. I I, I, I still think I still feel like there's that, that TNC needs to rethink I'm talking about the wrong team. 
right now. <laughs> Fanatic. Great. Yes. There you, we go. I, They're I both used to, orange. I, mm-hmm. They are both orange. They're both C teams. I mix them up. Um, that I, I'm, I'm glad they made Pilot Eye captain now, but I also get the impression that Pilot Eye isn't like a strong personality, and I worry that maybe EE is still kind of captain. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know Pilot Die very well. Like, I don't, I haven't watched if there's been lots of personal interviews or things with him. But he just doesn't seem like that, you know, much of a leading personality. And we could be completely yeah. wrong, as we normally Absolutely. are. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to know. Yeah, I think I think they've got the, t- I think they've got the people to bust out those big results. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, they got more figuring out. And there is fucking... stiff, stiff competition. Yeah. Yeah, as and as you say, even even if they were playing their best, it's just sort of like no. As you say, sixteen teams that could win TI. It's just every year it feels like there's there's less and less of a gap. Yeah, it's it just makes the games better and better to watch. Yeah. Well, I think that's. Uh, I mean, for for the moment, we'll we'll do another episode post TI and talk about you know sort of a TI roundup for for mm-hmm. this this little quick hit. I think we're probably okay, right? I think so, except there's two shout-outs we have to give. Okay. So first shout-out, we've got a bunch of people from the Dire Times podcast. I know at least Ian, Jesse. Yeah, all of them. Ian, Jesse, Jack, um, everybody but Bredo. I think Bredo's been on there, but he's not at TI. They are at TI. They're there for the, the final days, so I'm sure they'll have stuff going on. You can look at their Twitter and all. Uh, Dire Times podcast, they're good. And also... This year, instead of Jack's corner on the panel, where, you know, Jack kind of explains what's happening in the Chinese scene or, you know, what's happening with the Chinese teams at the event. Uh, sometimes Machine has had uh, uh, Jofi on, I think is her her talent name. I'm not, that's not her actual name. Uh, Jofi's Chinese woman. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's one of the Chinese, like, talent members. And she comes on and she's like started to talk well machine interviews her and she talks about what's going on on the the eastern side of dota first off i love seeing that like you know that's why jack's corner was great and so it's great to see like you know actual things about the people things about like you know the chinese people who play dota that that kind of you know personal interview gives and just the overall sense of what eastern dota fans are are doing and talking and thinking about that's always great and this was, I think, the LGD uh, Liquid Series. P- PSG LGD. Everybody says PSG LGD, but that's too many letters. I'm sorry, PSG. LGD. Just say LGD. I mean, yeah, I it's, it's I listen, it throws we don't me have off. to respect their sponsor. Fuck Perry Sandrament. Yep. Um, Machine actually commented on her sleeves. Because Machine was, for some unknown reason, just wearing like a flannel shirt and slacks on the panel. It was. I don't know. He was wearing a suit. He got a good review from the the person who does the caster talent MMR stuff. But Jofi, Jofi had some sleeves on her, and Machine commented on her sleeves, and I, that w- that made my night. That made my TI night. Machine appreciates some good sleeves. I should get Machine and Jofi on. We like sleeves. You know, what you should really do is you should get Machine out of CS:GO because CS:GO is just <laughs> a cesspool of dirtbag humans. Counter sleeve global offensive. I was trying to think of a new geo, but I think I think <laughs> I think my brain is not in a place nope. to do this on the spot. 
All right. Well, um, shout-outs to them. Shout-outs to Dire Times Podcast. You should, you should find out what those boys are up to at the site. Maybe you can do a meet-up. Maybe you can just see them on the floor and give them a shout-out. Maybe ask for their signature. Probably don't actually do that. That would be weird. They're not that popular. Listen, they're now great. Ask they're them not for that their signature. popular. Ask them to sign your sleeves. Please. Ask, ask, ask I will... specifically Ian. Yes. For a signature, and then if like Jesse or Jack is like, "Oh, we can do it," give them weird looks and be like, "Who are you?" That would be funny. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of you. No, <laughs> I only know Ian. Yep. Sorry, guys. Uh, he does. He does a podcast. You guys should listen to it. It's really good. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody for listening. A big thank you, of course, to Jeffrey Bryce, aka Pomodi, for use of the Rhythms of Rift Shadow Ruins music pack. Guys, we're running out of time. You got to vote on it. Ti is almost over, and after Ti, the the odds of a subterranean themed music pack getting into the game significantly decrease. Give them the votes. Get them in there. Uh, obviously, since they just added a new announcer pack, it's not too late for them to add Ti content. Uh-huh. I also want to give a thank you to Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Spimmy, who did our podcast art. And lastly, I want to give a big shout out to you because I'm sorry we've been flaky with the scheduling. We're getting it back on board. Flaky and tender. Like like a well-cooked, like, white fish. Like a... Like a... God, you chose the most boring white fish. You <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to sucker you in. I suckered you in with a good a description and I sucker punched you, you with garbage. <laughs> on my podcast, on this particular day, in this sleeve of the woods. It is localized in my home freezer. Thanks, everyone. Peace out. You're listening to a Scanline Media Network podcast. Check out our other podcasts like Bottle Crow Reborn. So here's the thing, Nick. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong? And Jinho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means th- it means bean, but it's all, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So, if you reverse the frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime guide in. I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Serial. Episode 4 was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like, touches her face. Wipes a tear off of her eye. (laughs) Wipes a tear off her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.